Hey there, everyone. Good evening. This is Conversations with Carter. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day for all those who celebrated. Um, I didn't get a chance to do that on uh, my Twitter, my Tumblr, my Snapchat, or my Instagram. I've kind of been a little bit... Um, I guess you could say on a sabbatical from social media. I've been posting like that. Um, Or at least not how I normally do in every year. It seems to decline um, because there's so much noise. And for those of y'all who are on a particular uh, spiritual level, you'll understand what I mean when I say there's so much noise. Sometimes I need to disconnect. And also sometimes I just have a busy day or a lot of stuff going on with me. Um, So... Today, um, someone sent me a uh, voice note via Instagram, and they were um, just sharing some things with me. And a lot of the topics and conversations I have with this individual, I really do enjoy. I wish I could have uh, these topics and conversations with them in person, Um, because sometimes it's almost like like I'm looking at... uh, my reflection in the mirror and if you're a person that believes in signs and stuff uh i find it funny um and not funny in a comical way but funny as in like amazed that for people who believe in signs and and the zodiac signs and people having certain characteristics and certain behaviors based upon their signs i'm like this person is a completely different sign than i am um for those of you who don't know, I am a Gemini. This particular individual, I believe, is a Taurus. And it's just like our signs are so different. Um, I feel like we are so different. I feel like we have different experiences. And even educationally, spiritually, uh, our lifestyle is sort of different. Um, we're both part of, you know, the African-American community, um, the black community, um, the LGBTQ community. Um But anyway, getting straight to the point, um, because I'm trying to keep this short just because of the time. And I don't know, like the rest of y'all, but I have a busy day in the morning. Um, So one of the questions that uh, was presented to me is, what are some of my life goals outside of a relationship? Um, And I think the question went on to say, you know, if I was like in my 70s and someone, you know, asked me, what would I want to be remembered for? What would it be? And I can't remember my exact response. um, But before I even go into my response, you know, I believe that everyone have different types of goals. You know, some people have short term goals, long term goals, Um, you know, And I was reading something that was talking about long-term goals is something you want to accomplish in the future. And, you know, that long-term goals uh, require time and planning. And they are not something you can do this week or even this year. Um, And that long-term goals usually takes about several years or they're several years away. Um... And I agreed with that when I I read it. I forgot uh, when I read it, but I agreed with that. Like, you know, some people may have, um, like, short-term goals as far as, like, you know, uh, paying off loans and credit cards. Uh, Short-term goals for some people might be paying their rent, their mortgage, their insurance payments, um, household appliances if they're sitting here making payments on them. Um, A wedding might be a short-term goal for people um travel that might be a short-term goal sometimes that could even be a long-term goal um 
And then even sometimes long-term goals could be paying off a mortgage, college, starting a college fund, starting a business, retirement savings, or even purchasing a home. So for me, um, I know one of the things that I responded to with this person because on my Instagram, and it even started from my Snapchat maybe a few years back, where I would do these little rants that was about things that I believe, things that I feel, things that I experience. And I'm like, I think people, you know, they just look at what I present on the outside, but they don't truly know me because I feel like for those people who's been following me long enough and paying attention to my Instagram and even um, my Snapchat and even my Facebook when I have my Facebook, um, they would have known that I went through a transition Um, because I think sometimes even a lot of guys that I meet now, and I'm going back to relationships again, because from last year, my topic has been on relationships, but I think if anyone who paid attention to me and followed me long enough and got to know me would know that I went through a transition of where it was, I was like, there's nothing wrong with being alone. There's nothing wrong with being single. That's that. And I still firmly believe that there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong if you don't want to be in a relationship. If you want to sit out there and sow your wild oats, if you want to be a fuck boy, if you want to be in multiple relationships, open relationships, do you boo boo? That's all on you. Now, I might not agree with some of those stuff, but I truly believe and agree that people should never rush into a relationship. I truly believe and agree that people should take their time getting into a relationship. I believe that when you break up, you need to take some time to get reacquainted with yourself and not jump into something else. I believe there's power in being by yourself and being single in solitude because then you get away from everything else and you get to learn who you are. You get to refocus, um, you know, so I, I, I went through those different transitions of There is nothing wrong with being single. Like when I sat here and was single, I was loving it. I wasn't looking to be in a relationship. I made it known to people that came across my path that, hey, I am open to friendships. I am open to um, different types of sexual relationships without the actual being in the committed relationships. And when I say different sexual relationships you know, uh, friends with benefits. I was okay with hooking up with people. Like I made it known each transition of my life, what I was open to. And for some time, I just wanted to be single. I just wanted to sit there and do my thing. And, And like, I didn't want to worry about a relationship, not to mention because I had lost my fiance it wasn't a perfect relationship so when I say fiance I don't want anyone to think the relationship was perfect that we didn't have issues relationships take work um but with someone that I was in a relationship on and off for about four to five years and they passed away now uh, I'm gonna say this because people always automatically assume that when you're in the gay community and your spouse passes away or someone dies it's automatically from HIV or AIDS and that wasn't the case Um, And also, when someone passed away, no matter the relationship with a person, I feel like it's very disrespectful to ask them what the person passed away from. That individual is already grieving the loss of a loved one. And here you go. You have the audacity to say, well, what they died from, what killed them, what happened? That is none of your business. Just console that person and pray for their strength and their healing. Because 
it's a lot. I remember when I was a kid, I lost my mom. I used to get upset when people would be like, what's your mom died for? Why are you asking me that? I lost my mom. You know, and it was the same thing with losing my spouse, especially knowing the stigma that came with being gay and somebody you with passed away because people would automatically assume it's from AIDS or HIV. Um, so, you know, when all of that happened, it was very hard for me because I was in, I think, my late 20s with this individual. So most of my mid to late 20s I spent with this individual, I went through the whole process of, um, you know, a couple's um, counseling, uh, went through the whole process of looking to purchase a home, went through the whole process of being the supportive spouse, you know, getting cheated on, whatever stuff. I went through it in that relationship in my mid to late 20s. And it was a lot because I had to go through it by myself um, because none of my family was there to support me through the transition of, um, you know, losing this person, not one soul in my family was. So I had to deal with that burden by myself. This individual, we lived together. Like I said, we was going through the whole, um, process of trying to buy a house, adopting a kid, um, had recently got engaged, yada, 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 yada. So it was a lot. So when that happened, I knew that I needed to go through my grieving process to heal. Now I will tell you, it wasn't an easy road. Um, and, and this stuff I could talk about more in details if anybody have questions. But I went through a period of time where I just, all I wanted to do was have fun. I wanted to numb the pain. Um, and, you know, I remember one time I even tried to commit suicide. Probably was more than once. But I remember one time vividly I tried to overdose on some pills to take my own life because the pain was just unbearable for me. But going back to this question, this person asks, what are some of my life goals outside of a relationship? My life goal has changed. It has changed several times throughout the years. Um, My short-term goals has changed. My long-term goals has changed. You know, one of my um, long-term goals was to purchase a home. I did that years ago. Um, I've been a a homeowner now uh, five years now. So I had accomplished that. You know, um, I had goals where I wanted to start my own business and I did at one point in time in my life. Um, I had short term goals, maybe buying a new vehicle. Um, I had goals of going to college and school, which I did. Um, you know, so many goals I had that I did. However, currently where I am in my life, my goal for life outside of a relationship or even in a relationship is truly just to be happy whatever that looks like. And everyone's definition of happiness is going to be different. Everyone long-term goals, everyone goes outside of a relationship within a relationship. It's going to be different. But my goal, short-term, long-term, being single outside of a relationship or being in a relationship is just to truly be happy and to be loved and share love. I'm not a perfect person. I'll curse a person out in a minute. However, My life goal is no longer currently in my life is about materialistic stuff. I no longer truly can. Now, let me say this very carefully so those of y'all who do listen can understand what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have the nice house. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have the nice car. doesn't mean that I don't want to have the fancy career. Those are somewhere tucked away on a scale to... One to ten, some of those goals falls on a three, four, five. 
Whereas my happiness and whatever that looks like, which may change day to day, might even change hour to hour. Call it whatever you want. Um, My overall goal is to be happy. You know, um, when I wake up in the morning, I want to be happy. I want to be grateful. When I wake up in the morning, my goal is to choose joy, gratitude, kindness, patience, laughter, to see things on the brighter side, to have courage, to have self-love. Those are my long-term goals because for me, what happened was, what changed in my life was that relationship where I lost a person that, you know, this person was not my identity. I was who I was coming into the relationship. I didn't lose myself. Well, you know, I think I kind of changed a little bit during the relationship. Like to me, when you're in a relationship, you don't want to lose who you are, but it doesn't mean you're not going to change. You could change for the better. You could change for the worse. Um, so I did change a little bit in that relationship, but I was still me. When I was in that relationship, I was still working on my individual long-term goals that I had before this individual. Like again, when I said, um, we were in the process of trying to adopt a kid. That was something that I was going to do on my own anyway, whether I had a spouse or not. Purchasing a home, I was doing that whether I had a spouse or not. Um, being in school, I was doing all that before then. Uh, having my own business at the time, I did all that before the relationship. So there were certain goals that I had before getting into the relationship and moving into the relationship. I kept those goals, also adapted some of those goals and also had new goals. Um, however, after losing this individual, I realized for me, everybody is different for me, a switch clicked and it didn't happen automatically overnight, but in time as the years went on, where it's like, this isn't as important as I thought it was. This isn't as important as I felt it was. This isn't as important as the world makes it out to seem. This isn't as important as the media makes it out to seem. It's like, don't get me wrong. Having lots of money. Oh, God, that'll make stuff easier. But of course, you know, there's ups and downs to that. You know, having a big fancy house. Who doesn't want that? So I'm not saying any of those things are bad. But for me, losing someone who I felt was the love of my life where I felt was my soulmate. And that's a whole different topic on soulmates and life partners and stuff like that. But it dramatically changed to me what was important. And, you know, the fact that I had also lost my mother at seven. So for me, it was kind of like, damn, my mother was my world. I lost her. Damn, this person was supposed to be you know, till death do us part. And I mean, we didn't get married yet, but it was still like death did us part. But it was like at such a young age to lose someone that you're engaged to. Matter of fact, let alone like even if you're in a relationship, just losing someone you care about in general is tough. But I think it gets harder when, you know, you have certain titles or, or a particular bond. It gets even harder. Um, it's almost like if you lose, you know, um, your cousin that you're close to and then you lose a distant relative that lives miles away that you don't really talk to, you never really met, you know, it's a different type of sadness. It's a different type of grieving process. It's a different type of effect that it has on you mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, so for me, when I lost those two people, for me, a light bulb, a switch just switched on 
what is more important to me. You know, um, when I get into a relationship, I want to be with somebody who's self-sufficient. I want to be with somebody who we can grow together financially. We could build an empire. Yeah, I want all those things. And I still want those even outside of a relationship. I'm, I'm sitting here every day that I get up and I open my eyes. I am working on, I don't even want to call them goals. I just want to say I'm working on progressive stuff in life. I mean, you can still call them goals if you want to, but to me, my ultimate goal, my ultimate short-term, long-term goal outside of relationship, within a relationship, when I look back and I want to be remembered, well, what did Carter do with his lifetime? What do we remember about him? I want it to be, he was happy. Or, you know, he was loved. You know, I always sit here and say, and sometimes people in my family or that knows me, when I'm like, well, when I die, I want them to play, you know, that song, Beyonce song, I Was Here, and have pictures of my life, me eating out, me walking trails, me whatever, in the car singing. I want all of those to go up on a screen with I Was Here playing in the background. You know, I want it to be that I lived, I loved, you know, um... And I'm going to wrap it up with that. But let me know what you feel about long-term goals, short-term goals. Goals outside of a relationship means to you. Goals within a relationship means to you. And when you hit 70 and you look back on your life, how do you want to be remembered? Give me some feedback. Let me know what you feel. Um, Again, happy St. Patrick's Day. I hope everyone that celebrated it was safe, that they had a good time. Um, And I'll be signing off. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with Carter. I appreciate it. You guys, check me out on Instagram at srcarterd3. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye-bye. Carter, thank you so much for sharing your heart and being vulnerable with us. This was absolutely amazing. It actually made me tear up and cry for the aspect of this as being something that's really close to my heart. So for me, um, long-term, short-term goals um, are pretty much in an alignment with a lot of the things that you said. And money is not important to me. It's what can be done with money that that is more of a bigger impact. And what's more important to me is the fact of having people around me who I love and I care about, who can pour into me and I can pour into. Um, Because at times, I was someone who always liked to fill, uh, fill other people's cups but my cup was always empty when it was my t- return to to get someone to help me or to get someone to be there for me. So love and being loving is something that is that is great, and I think that's something that you do terrifically. Thank you for sharing. Hey there, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening or good night, um, depending on whenever you decide to listen to this. If you do, um, welcome to Conversations with Carter. Um, Today, uh, I'm just going to do a small segment basically on um, trauma. You know, I was just sitting there thinking like, we all have trauma. And sometimes a lot of people try to ignore the fact that they have some sort of trauma in their life that they've ever experienced it, that they're still going through it. And um, some people don't even deal with trauma well, or some people is even unaware that they have childhood trauma, which 
leads into different stuff that triggers those traumas or um, the way that they are currently or the way that they react to certain things or people is based upon trauma that they experienced, whether it was childhood trauma, work trauma. Like there's so many different forms of trauma. Um, For myself, you know, I would say one of my traumas is death. The way I handle when people get sick or go into hospitals or passed away, I know um, the root stem came from me having to deal with death, like the death of my mother. It affected me on a particular level that goes into my life now as an adult. And a lot of people won't admit that they have um, different traumas that... um, shape their character and who they are today and how they deal with situations because some people just feel like I'm fine and you know sometimes with trauma trauma can even be considered baggage and some people might say well I don't have baggage I don't have trauma and the way that I look at it is from the day that we come into this earth we are carrying some sort of baggage and baggage isn't always necessarily a negative thing You know, when you go on a vacation and you're taking back baggage home, which might be souvenirs, you got to pack them in a bag, right? So in a way, that's baggage, isn't it? I feel like it is. Um, Or, you know, when you're going on vacation and you're taking your nice outfits, your nice outfits isn't something negative. You know, it's something positive because you're going to look nice. You're going to look great. You know, um, you're going to be sitting there stunning, looking like a boss ass bitch or whatever you might want to refer to yourself. But you're still packing baggage and going with you on your vacation and trip. And I decided to use that type of analogy because I feel like like that's one of the more positive things when it comes to baggage opposed to the negative um, thought that comes when people hear someone has baggage. Um, But back to trauma. So, you know, trauma is actually an emotional response to a terrible experience, um, which could be like an accident, rape, a natural disaster. You know, there's so many different forms of trauma. And, you know, sometimes it happens immediately after events. Um, You know, sometimes something happens where it's triggered by shock. Sometimes, you know, denial is typical for most people with trauma. Um... You know, the longer term reaction for people who has, you know, or or dealing with trauma sometimes include unpredictable emotions, flashback, you know, strained relationships or even physical symptoms like headaches, nausea, anxiety, like all this stuff sometimes come from trauma, you know, Um, and sometimes what a lot of people don't understand is like these feelings are all normal. You know, some people just have um, a difficult time moving on with their lives. Again, other people could deal with their trauma easy. I think it's unhealthy for people to tuck away their trauma and feel like, oh, I dealt with it. I'm healed. I'm good. Um, I feel like that's um, a really, really bad way to deal with trauma. Um, You know, I like to ask people the questions like, what's your trauma? Uh, what did you do to help you heal? Because, you know, even in relationships like heartbreaks, that's some sort of trauma. You know, being hurt by people, that could be a traumatic experience. Being cheated on could be a traumatic experience. Losing a job could be a traumatic experience, which leads to trauma. Um, and a lot of people are in denial. Some people don't understand, like, when you're in a relationship where... Someone has cheated on you, abused you, took you for granted. Because sometimes people don't even have to cheat on you. But sometimes they might take 
you for granted. And it affects you in a way that is unhealthy. You know, um, there's communication where sometimes people was in a relationship where the communication wasn't up to par. It wasn't healthy communication. And somehow that became a trauma that, um, you know, affected um, individuals in today's, you know, in in their life today. And people don't realize it. You know, I had a person that, not this past weekend, but the previous weekend that came up from New York to get to know me. And this is what I will tell you guys. I have a love-hate relationship uh, when it comes to people. I always say I'm an anti-social butterfly because people drain me. Being in other people's presence, other people's environments drain me. And then there's times where I have to go within myself or get away from people and sometimes take a day to recuperate and nurse myself back to health. Because when we deal with people, we're dealing with different energies. Um, You know, I was raised in a Christian household and I do believe in spirits. I do believe that, you know, um, when you interact with people, you take on certain spirits or personalities, certain energy. So sometimes I need to go home and recuperate from people. Um, But anyway, so back to this individual that came to visit. Now, I'm not a perfect person. Every day I'm working on myself. If I sit here and tell y'all that I don't have mood swings, if I sit here and tell y'all that I don't get upset, if I sit here and tell y'all that I might not curse out a person who didn't deserve it, that would be a lie. I'm a human being. I am a person. I am an individual. I am flawed. You know, um, hence, you know, that's why Jesus died on the cross for my sins because he know I'm not perfect. Um, however, I will not say, sit here and be like, oh, well, because I'm human and because I make mistakes, that's an excuse for my behavior. It's not. So, uh, before I even go any further, I apologize to anyone that I've ever hurt. I apologize to anyone that I've created some sort of trauma in your life. Um, I apologize for any actions that may have been offensive or harmful to any individual that I've came in contact with. Um, but what I will say is, however, is the way my personality is, um, to every action is a reaction. So when I deal with people, it's always going to be a reaction to whatever that action was towards me, whether they meant good, whether they meant bad, whether they meant good and it was interpreted the wrong way. Um, excuse me. Um, but going back to this individual, so this individual wanted to go bowling. I was cool with it. Now, I don't know about y'all, but it's been a while since I've gone bowling. However, I've gone bowling in groups of two, three, four, five, six. And whenever we, um, went bowling or whenever I went bowling, we always got one lane, no matter the size of the group. And we would just do teams or take turns. So, me and this individual decided to go bowling one night. Um, The wait was too long. We decided to leave. We tried the next day earlier on in the day. And when we were sitting there trying to figure out, okay, well, how, you know, how we're going to go about this. This individual said something about two lanes. And in my mind, from my experience, I'm just like, why would they want two lanes? I've never did two lanes, no matter how many people I had, you know, um, and even the guy who was, you know, at the desk was wondering, like, why two lanes? He was like, no, you can go 
pay this amount for this set of terms or this set amount of hours. And that individual, I guess it just was not clicking with them. And even I questioned them like, why would we need two lanes? I think we should just do what the guy is stating because I've never done that. So, you know, he paid and everything. So we sit there and we go um, to get ready to bowl, trying to put on our shoes and everything. And so somehow, I don't know whether it was me, whether it was him, I can't recall, but we got back on the topic of the lanes and I'm just, and you know, I'm basically like, yeah, I thought that was strange that you wanted two lanes. I've never did that. So this individual goes to me, well, last night when we were here, you said two lanes and I'm like, no, I didn't. This individual's adamant about me saying that. Now, I'm one of those people that, um... Sometimes, yeah, I'll forget certain things. But I also, for the 35 years of being on this earth, I know myself, I would think, better than anybody else. So there are times where I've been in situations with people where I don't recall something and they say something and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. I don't remember, but that sounds like me. And then there's times where I don't remember, but because I know myself so well, I would adamantly um, stand up for myself. Because I know me. Um, And if something doesn't sound like me, I will be adamant about it. Even if I don't remember, I'll be like, I don't remember saying that. So I'm sure I didn't say that. Opposed to if someone said, well, this happened, that, that, that happened. And I know myself. And I'm like, well, I don't remember. But most likely, I probably did tell you off. Or most likely, I did do that. Um, That's the person I am. I have no problem speaking up on, you know, shit that I do, even if I don't remember it. If I know my character. So if it sounds like it's something I did and I don't remember, I will fess up to it. So, you know, this individual, just his facial expressions and his mannerisms was very aggressive. And I wasn't trying to play the want to be right or want to be wrong individual. That's not what I was trying to do. So I said to the individual, well, maybe you thought that that's what I said, but I did not. Because in all my years of bowling, I've never done that. And in my mind, that doesn't make sense. And the way this individual carried on... For me, it was just like, okay, one, I think the worst thing sometimes in life is when you tell a person, look, this is something that offends me. This is something that bothers me. This is something that I don't deal with. And they still do it. Or if you've experienced hurt a certain way, you'd be like, this hurts me. And this individual, you tell them it. And they still do it. That's the worst. Opposed to them not knowing. It's like, oh, you didn't know that this hurts me or this offends me. And they do it. Then it's different. You know, you can forgive them because they didn't know. But people who know, it's like, "Mm mm-mm bitch you knew um so you know in a public place this individual was very aggressive very adamant on i said something that i know for a fact i didn't say um and it wasn't even about like oh i don't remember saying that no sir i didn't say that so i was like well maybe you thought you heard me say that but i didn't so then this individual goes um they don't want to bowl no more i said well neither do i Now, if you go somewhere and both individuals agree, I don't want to do something, what's your next step? Are you going to stay there? I think neither individual stay there. Like, if I go somewhere and I don't want to be there and you agree with me, you don't want to be there, what are we going to do? Leave, right? So, you know, I was like, I think you should take the shoes back and get your money back. And this individual basically said no. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to sit here and wait. In this place where neither one of us want to bowl. So I so I'm gonna go out to my car. And in my mind, I'm gonna go out to my car, and when you're ready to come, you come out. So this individual came out and still was making a scene. 
So now I'm just like, you know, <laughs> what Carter don't do is scenes. Like, I'm a person that I do not like attention. You guys have no clue. Like, I think people think I like attention, but I do not. Like, opposite to popular belief, I do not like attention. I don't like people in my face. I don't like going places and being the center of attention. Um, And this individual comes out to my car, finally. You think they would have been ready to get in the car for us to leave. Nope. They still making a scene. So now I'm just like, oh, ho, ho, ho. I don't do this. This is, for one, this is... um inappropriate this is not being an adult and secondly i'm not about this type of life so um i was like well you know what i'm ready to go the person didn't want to go i said i will give you money for a lift or uber they would not take the money now one thing you're not going to do is you're not going to hold me hostage and keep me in a place or an environment that's hostile or toxic to me that i will not do Mm -mm. um so i left Now, the point in me bringing this up is because, again, I'm talking about trauma. This individual, I think, is a really good person. I enjoy our conversations. We seem to have um, the same type of mindset when it comes to different topics. Um, We seem to be the same people that's trying to progress emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually, and even financially. However, something there just wasn't good. And I think what happened was this person was triggered by some past trauma in their past, their past relationships, their past um, circumstances. And so what happens is when we sit here and we think that we're whole and that we don't have issues and that we don't have any type of trauma, it comes up evident in future situations when we are triggered by things. Um... And we all need to, to, you know, be honest with ourselves, completely and totally honest and understand that we all have triggers that would trigger sometimes those, those, those traumas. You know, I know for me, um, you know, I have certain childhood trauma in the sense of, you know, um, again, losing my mom. You know, um, as a kid, I moved around from my father, my aunt, my grandmother, back to my father. So for me, when I sit here and I say I desire a relationship, it's not that I'm desperate. When I sit here and I say I want a family, it's not because I don't know my worth and I don't love myself. That comes from childhood trauma of moving around and not feeling like either I belonged or as if I had a family unit. So now as an adult, that childhood trauma shows up in me wanting a relationship, me wanting to settle down, me wanting my own family. Like, that's a good thing. However, it stems from childhood trauma. And the important thing is that people have to know their triggers and their their trauma so that way they can live productive and healthy lives like you know they always say the first step to overcoming is first admitting but in order to admit certain things you also have to see that there's a problem you know um and i just wanted to briefly talk about this if you guys have any type of trauma that you might want to share or your outlook on what trauma is and how it affects you you know, today, how it affected you as a child, whatever the case may be, you know, speak up, you know, um, I know one of the things for me, um, as a child, 
My father was abusive. He was very abusive. Um, and even the way that, you know, again, I moved around from, okay, um, my father, my aunt, my grandmother, back to my father. So I know sometimes one of my triggers or one of my traumas or, or that I'm dealing with sometimes is maybe feeling like, okay, every time someone comes into my life, they're going to leave. You know, um, and it's based from that childhood trauma. Like, you know, I sit there and I look all my best friends, you know, um, I had two friends that lived in the area that I lived in. One of them, he moved away to Florida and he moved to Georgia and he was almost like my best friend. And it's like, damn, he just left me. My other best friend, she moved to Georgia. It's like, damn, she just left me. Um, my other best friend, he never lived in my area. However, he uh, once he got into a particular relationship, like all his other relationships, you know, I was always supportive of those relationships. And, you know, we still communicated. But this last relationship he got in, it's like once he got into this relationship, it was like, bye bye you. And, you know, it made me feel some type of way. Even I had one good, good friend. He got into a relationship and I already knew once he got into the relationship, when his behavior pattern started changing. Um, I was just like, OK, it's because of the relationship. And the deeper he got into that relationship, he stopped communicating to me. Even after he got out of the relationship and I reached out to him to be a support system, the relationship has never been the same. However, if I sat there and allowed my childhood trauma of feeling like nobody cares for me, nobody loves me, um, if I allow that trauma into my adulthood life, it would really probably make me depressed. But I understand that people go through their own shit and they're dealing with their own trauma. Um, but that's all I'm going to say on this topic. If you guys have any feedback, feel free to, you know, leave a message. You can leave a message on here. Give me your input. Like, I want to speak to you guys. I want to engage with you guys. I want to dig deep into your feelings and your emotions and get to know you. So let's have a conversation. Again, this is Conversations with Carter. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. But, you know, let me know. Share your opinion. You know, if you want to dig deep into my life, I am an open book. If you want to dig deep into your life, I'm willing to hear. If you want some feedback, I'm here for that. You know, um, just just let me know. And I really do appreciate you guys for listening. I do love you guys. I'm going to say like how they said in the church when I used to really be into church. I love you with the love of Christ. Um But you guys enjoy your evening, whether it's your morning, afternoon, your night. Enjoy. And again, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate you guys so much. Um, Let me know what your thoughts are on trauma, childhood trauma, work trauma, relationship trauma. Let me know.